Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. weekend in the books in the NFL and look who's back look who's back we are we are back and the New England Patriots they have not yet been written off although uh, the way they played a couple weeks ago you you felt like they should be written off but here we were the matchup billed as a Super Bowl revenge for the Atlanta Falcons how did that work out right they wanted a pound of flesh they needed a pound of flesh they choked They blew a 25-point lead. You saw it in the Super Bowl. So this was their opportunity to strut into Foxborough and walk out glorious. Walk out winner, victorious. Uh, Yeah, the Patriots dominated from the start of the game until the end of the game with a thick fog over the, the stadium, descending over Foxborough like it's somewhere in London. Uh, that started in the second quarter, and much to the delight of Al Michaels, it stuck around through the duration of the game. And uh, it picked up, seemed to pick up as the game went on. Although watching on television, NBC presented a broadcast that made you feel like you were playing Madden football with their over the, over the player's camera, the, the camera that NBC used there to get the only view without the fog. They had the spider cam. Spider cam, which I felt like I was playing Madden football. What it felt, 
pretty good, though. I, I never lose when I play Madden football. Does not happen. Does not happen. So they relied on that camera. And Al Michaels pretty much got paid to call a game off television. If you've ever wanted to be the play-by-play guy, a lot of people do this. I used to do this when I was a kid. But I'm not a professional broadcaster, so I would never do it now. Will you actually do play-by-play off the TV? You ever done that? Like, you know the players, and you're like, I'll, be, I'll do the play-by-play. You know who does that a lot? John Sterling, the voice of the New York Yankees. No, I'm not making that up. I, the legend is that John Sterling, the radio voice of the Yankees, will call the game off television, and there's no fog. He'll just, he'll just watch TV and just describe what he's watching on television uh, off that. Because, you know, this is much, it's much easier to see the television than it is to look down on the field and all that. But as for the game itself, Tom Brady, surgical precision for most of the game, 21 of 29. He had that stretch where he threw the interception that was called back, but it doesn't count in the end. If you didn't watch it, if you just look at the box, you're like, hey, that doesn't count, and it didn't count. 249 yards, a couple of touchdowns, balanced, efficient drives for the Patriots, the same old song and dance when the Patriots are on, when they're going well, that's how they look. Their defense, this is the key, their defense is is – not good. Statistically, it's terrible this year. They had been gouged on a regular occurrence this season. But my theory, and this is a Maller theory that we've spread over and over for these teams that are suspect on defense, you don't have to be great defensively, but if you're going to be bad, you at the very least have to force turnovers. You have to force turnovers, and if you don't do that and you're just giving up a bunch of yardage, then you are completely useless. In every single phase. But the Patriots forcing four takeaways in this game. New England played a complete football game, something that has not happened. They're 5-2. and two. This is the first time they've played a complete football game as they dismantled the once-proud Atlanta Falcons, who now find themselves in third place in the NFC South. And remember what a laughing stock the New Orleans Saints were at the start of the year? Eh, well, look at the standings now. Suddenly, uh, not so much. Not so much. So let's discuss the question here. Does this particular game, a game dominated 17 nothing at halftime, Falcons didn't score till late, does this game say more about the Patriots' return to dominance or the Atlanta Falcons? Now, if you've heard our show at any point over the last 15 years, 15 plus years, you know the better stories in the losing locker room. Clearly, Atlanta is the side of things here that we are going to focus in on. That is what matters. That's the better story, what's going on with the Falcons here. So my thoughts on this, in a fog, literally, marginalized state of depression and chump status. Chump status. Now, the first thing here is it was assumed that the Atlanta Falcons were going to have a high-powered offense in this game. You know what happens when you assume. Found out. A lot of guys that put money down, whether it be legally in Nevada or illegally on offshore books or with a neighborhood bookie, that were convinced that this was going to be a shootout. This could be a high-scoring game. The Atlanta Falcons offense could not be stopped by the Patriots, and they would just matriculate the ball down the field at will. Remember, what happens when you assume which quarterback has had the biggest downgrade? Let me ask you this. Which quarterback has had the biggest downgrade performance from last year to this year? That would be none other than Matty Ice, Matt Ryan, free-fallen, as the, the song goes there. Atlanta played like they were literally in a fog, and it wasn't just when the fog laid in in the second quarter. It was even before that and certainly after it uh, against the Patriots. They got caught looking last week. They were looking ahead. 
That's the assumption, right? That was the excuse against the Miami Dolphins, a putrid Dolphin offense. At home in the new stadium in Atlanta, the Falcons did little to nothing in the second half. In fact, they didn't score in the second half of that game last week. So the assumption was, well, they got caught looking ahead to New England. They needed their pound of flesh. They needed to look back here. Uh, they need to look ahead, rather, and so they, they needed this. They got caught looking ahead. Okay, so that means if you get caught looking ahead, if that's true, if that is accurate, you cannot, cannot then go out and end up doing nothing in the game you were supposedly looking ahead to. There is no excuse for that performance. Let's hear from Dan Quinn who was coaching in the Super Bowl last year, and now he's coaching a team that is coming apart at the seams. Coach Quinn, what do you got to say for your bums? Of course, like any competitor, uh, they're pissed, you know, because uh, we know we have a higher standard that we want to play to. Uh, so when you don't attain that, uh, you know, you get disappointed. Ah, yeah, you're very disappointed. Uh, the, the Falcons' offense was, the word here is marginalized, by a suspect, suspect defense for the New England Patriots, they'd been giving up 300-plus yards in every single game. So, Matt Ryan, you have been the biggest nosedive quarterback in the NFL this year. You're the leader in the clubhouse for downgrade from one year to the next. So, what do you have to say for the Falcons and where you guys are right now? We're not the team I think we're going to be yet. Um, really? we got a long way to go. Uh, really? But we've got the right mindset, the right guys that how, how I think are that? willing to work towards that. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what we've got to do at this point. When we get back to Atlanta, we've got to get back to work and uh, try and be a better football team than we've been up until this point. All right, so he said nothing. Those were empty platitudes that he just repeated and regurgitated. Uh, so, so how do you stop the Falcons' offense? Well, lately you can point the finger at Steve Sarkeesian, the man that's calling the, the offensive plays for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Falcons have fallen off the cliff. The past two weeks, I mentioned they got shut out the second half against the Dolphins. Shut out for most of this game against the Patriots. They had the stat on the NBC broadcast, over 90 minutes of scoreless football from last week, the second half, and then most of this week. And then they got a garbage time. The Falcons got a garbage time touchdown. And the second thing here is you heard Matt Ryan say, well, the Falcons have a lot of, a lot of work to do. I believe in these guys. But of course, what's he going to say? Does he come out and say, wow, we're not the same team we were last year. We suck. These guys don't want it anymore. They don't have the hunger. We're not working that hard. We are terrible. Can't say that. So he's got to say, I believe in these guys. We're going to rally back. Even if he doesn't believe it, that's what he has to say. That's what he has to say. Now, Atlanta, the work that they have to put in here, the the NFC champs are at a state of depression right now. Mentioned three and three, three straight losses. So who are the real Atlanta Falcons? Are they the suddenly pedestrian offensive team? Is this merely a speed bump? And they will return to dominance. Certainly at this moment, it does not seem like they are going to return to dominance. This is going to be a, a kind of a year where the Falcons are 9-7, you know, and seven, that type of team, where you keep saying, well, they'll just turn it on at the end. That's what the Falcons feel like at this moment. We don't know what the future is going to hold. Now, I am a distant relative of Nostradamus, but here's what I have foreshadowed. I have foreshadowed the Falcons being about this team, where they'll you know, bounce back, they'll have a good game against the Jets, for example, coming up, and then they'll go back and you know, one step forward, one step back, two step forward, two step back, and that's how the dance goes. 
you figure at some point things are going to normalize a little bit and stabilize, but that's, again, an assumption. You know what happens when you assume it is not guaranteed. So at this moment that we are speaking, the Atlanta Falcons are chumps. (laughs) That's where they stay. They are a 3-3 and football team that has lost three games in a row that has the offensive identity of a Steve Sarkeesian coach team, which is not a good thing. Got to keep Coach Sark away from the liquor cabinet after this type of performance because he's been known to imbibe a little bit, and uh, certainly that uh, type of coaching and that type of performance uh, might be worthy of such a thing. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Garcia. What's going on, Ben? Now, I'd like to give you a geography lesson, if I could. I, would like I to heard. Do that. I know. Uh, I know. Okay. Uh, with the NFL, uh, where, do the, where do the Chargers play? Uh, they play in Los Angeles, All right. Ben. Very good. And the Rams. Where do the Rams play their home also games? Also in Los Angeles. All right. And where do they used to play their home games? The Chargers were in San Diego. Okay, and the Rams correct. were in St. Louis. All right. And, and before that, yes? the Rams were in L.A. That again. Is That's right. Yeah. That is accurate. And, okay, so... So the Rams used to be in St. Louis, and that two years ago they left uh, for L.A. Is that correct? Yes, it is. All right. You wanted like a little flashback at the top of the hour for people to remember? It, it happens. It happens. Yeah. All right. I corrected myself on the air. I just the Patriots. Thanks for be, bringing it up, pal. The, the Patriots Mace, mistakes happen. You know, even, I don't even, make any. Oh yes, you do. I do not. I am perfect. Would you like me to you know bring it up on the air when, when no, you when you have a flub? No mistakes, Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect Maller. Zero no! mistakes. Perfect show after perfect show. Wrong. Get the most perfect shows in radio. Yeah. No one has more on overnight sports radio than me. No one. That's a lie. Shutout after shutout after shutout after shutout. Speaking of shutout. Brilliant. Yes? Uh, sorry, Coop. I saw a shutout today. Uh, did Coop go to the game? He did not. He did not. And he's got to be very happy about that because he, uh, <laughs> he was debating he how, if he wanted to pay the two <laughs> $300 to go and... Uh, yeah. I texted him in the second quarter. I said, if you're here, let's meet up at halftime. And he said, no, I didn't go. And he yeah. said something like, I'm really glad I didn't go, something like that. You know who also didn't go? Trevor Simeon uh, did not show hey, up. Hey, hold either. on a second. Thank now. you for that. Go! Yes, that was south. We'll have a full Bronco monologue. I know Coop's looking forward to that later. We'll be microanalyzing the Trevor Simeon that I predicted. What, two years ago I predicted this? Yeah, there you go. Again, distant relative of the great Nostradamus. Yeah. First uh, shutout for the first time in uh, 25 years. Yes. And, how about and it could the, have been a lot worse, Why, why by focus the way. on that shutout and not the Los Angeles Rams? You can ram it all day. You can ram it all night. <laughs> you can ram it down the throat of the Arizona Cardinals because that's exactly what the Rams did in London. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. 33 nothing. Goose egg. Yeah. Goose egg. Now, depending the on what Rams hap- are back. Yeah, depending on what happens in the uh, in the Monday night game, the Rams could be tied for the best record in the NFL. Home field advantage throughout the NFL playoffs for the Los Angeles crazy, Rams. Crazy NFL. The road, <laughs> the road to Minnesota and the NFC goes through Los well, Angeles, Eddie. Look, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. But <laughs> why not? Right now, Eddie, no, the Rams can score at yeah. will. They've uh, got some defense right it now. Was, it was the Cardinals. It was the. Cardinals. It doesn't matter. It Everyone do, it does told matter. me all week how great Adrian Peterson was. He had found himself that child beater. Listen, that child listen. beater was great again. I hate to feed the beast here. Yes. But yes. 
it is not outrageous uh-huh. right now okay. yeah. to say that the Rams are Super Bowl contenders. It isn't. Play the Rams. It is not. I know. I need the Ram but drop true. right now. Give me the Ram drop. I need it right now. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Everybody now. Now, let's see. How many wins? You want to play the how many wins for the Rams game? The, the old the radio bit? How many wins for the Rams? Not really. You don't want to play that? It's a fun bit, Eddie. I feel like you need to play the. the you need to loosen up here. All you, right, let's you want to play it. the game? Fine, We're fine. gonna play the game. Oh, we get to play the schedule game. Boring Mike Francesa style radio. All right, here we go. Don't fall All asleep. Right. They got a bye week. That's a win. All right, no, That's it's a not win. a win. They'll it's win. Just, it's a, it's a they'll week be off. out boozing it up. They'll have a great time in the bye week. That's a win for them. They'll All spend right. a lot of money. It's All not right. a win. At the Giants. That's a win. That's a win. That's a win. So that's six wins. All right, that's six wins. Then at home versus Houston. That is a win. Mm. That is going to be a that, win. That will be a close game. That is a, that is, that is a be, seven That will be a competitive win. game, I think. But they could probably win that. At Minnesota, the following week mm. there, that's a loss. You uh, think so? I'll give the Vikings. All I'll right. give the Vikings. Uh, that, that could be a showdown of the top two teams in the NFC. They might have to flex that to Sunday Night Football <laughs> so Al Michaels can call that yeah. game. And then you've got New Orleans at home. That's a win. At Arizona, that's a win. What are we up to now? Not uh, eight wins? I don't know. I hate math. Philadelphia at home? That's a loss. That could be a win. By that time, the Eagles' injuries will start piling up, yeah. and they'll be uh, they'll be all banged up. And you're, then you're going to lose in Seattle. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I don't yeah. see that. No, you're going to you're going to lose in Seattle. I don't see that. I don't see that. No, no, no. Yep. that, Russell Wilson will be crippled by that. I game. would bet you, but you never so, pay your bets. Uh, then so at Tennessee, that's that, a win. That's probably a win. And the 49ers, that's that's a win. Definitely a win. So what are we looking at? We're like ten wins, ten, eleven yeah. wins. Yes, yeah. that's correct. There you go. Boy, that was fun. Good radio. The schedule game. And the lesson of that is... My favorite part was the music. The Rams are back. That's the, that's the lesson. The Los Angeles Rams are returning to glory. It is a glory. crazy, crazy NFL world where the Rams are Super Bowl Right now, my, my MVP, I, I'll give it to you. Todd Gurley, MVP. NFL Most Valuable mm, Player. Number 30, don't know about Todd that. Gurley. Don't know that's about that. MVP. Who are you going to give it to other than Todd Gurley? I, I would still give it to Alex Smith over oh, Todd stop. Gurley. He's falling apart here. Last uh, Todd Gurley has not set the world on fire. He's he's been pretty it's good. Been a hundred, a hundred, a hundred, a hundred. Yeah, a hundred is nice. Catches passes, been great, and he's the player responsible for the Rams' return to glory, along with Jared Goff and others. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It seems odd to say a team had a smothering defensive performance. When the other team had the ball for 38 minutes of game time and had 293 total yards compared to your 153, but that's exactly the story. Eddie Jackson, the safety for Chicago, leading the way. He had a couple of defensive touchdowns. The Bears defense forcing three turnovers, and Chicago won at home despite Mitch Trubisky. Good old Mitchell Trubisky completing not one, not two, not three. How about four passes more than you did? Four. The Bears had five first downs, didn't score in the second half, and still won the game by two touchdowns. They still won the game by two touchdowns. Neither team scored in the second half. Now, the better story is, again, in the losing locker room. Carolina We had been sold a bill of goods about Carolina. We were told that the Carolina Panthers had gone out and upgraded their offense. You heard that. If you pay attention to the so-called mainstream NFL media, they told you, they told me that the 
Moves that were made by the Panthers were going to guarantee a return to glory, offensive prominence, that they were going to get their swagger back in, in Charlotte. The Panthers were going to be good again. How is that working out right now for the Panthers? Wowza! Wow, Cam Newton, good old Cam Newton, Rosie the Riveter, 21 of 34, 211 yards, no touchdowns, because, of course, Carolina didn't score a touchdown, two interceptions, he was also sacked five times, a quarterback rating of less than 55. Less than 55. So let's talk about this. Now, the uh, the man that loves Rosie the Riveter so much that he put that little logo on his hat uh, a couple weeks ago, Rosie the River, uh, he would have been more effective if he had been like Rosie working in a shipyard somewhere making bombs. Uh, that would have been better uh, or factory someplace. Uh, let's play a word association. Let's talk about this. Let's play a word association game. Cam Newton's performance against the Bears was blank. All right, now I'll fill in the blank. I'll go erratic, blinders. I'm going to go Mr. Unreliable football version and parade of excuses. But put that all out there, all out there in the word association game. And I'll walk you through this. All right, no, number one, Cam Newton has been undependable for a long time, even at the peak, which would be what, the Super Bowl year, right? Super Bowl year would be the peak a couple years ago. Even then, Cam Newton was up and down. And over the last year, now over a year, uh, it has been a regression at even more rapid rate than a couple years back. Carolina mentioned they were shut out in the second half. And they almost got shut out the entire game. They got a stinking field goal here. Uh, Cam Newton is the football version of uh, Kevin Durant back in the day with Oklahoma City. Uh, Durant was dubbed Mr. Unreliable. Well, Cam Newton is Mr. Unreliable. He had a brief revival against the Patriots and the Lions, but as Mr. Unreliable goes, Cam Newton immediately did a nosedive and went sideways after back-to-back strong performances. He now has one touchdown, Cam Newton does, and five interceptions the past two weeks combined against the Philadelphia Eagles, who have a pretty good defense, and the Chicago Bears, who have a good defense. It is erratic play that is crippling the Carolina Panthers. That his erratic play. Now, listen, they're still winning. They got a winning record and all that. But you got to look at this objectively and say they're not going anywhere with this kind of inconsistent play. And number two, a Cam Newton said he is not feeling sorry for himself, right? He said, he said that. And uh, let's go to the audio tape. In fact, uh, let's hear Cam in his own words wearing the clown costume after the game. Here's uh, Cam Newton. I'm disappointed. Disappointed is. is... You know, it's no, it's, no, it's no excuse not to come in and find a way to win this football game. Uh, we squandered that opportunity, but I'm not feeling sorry for myself, nor am I expecting anybody else to. You know, life goes on, and we just got to get ready for our next opponent. Doesn't that sound like a 1930s radio broadcast? Like we flash back in time, and it's like an old radio microphone. <laughs> Those are pretty pricey. Uh, you go on Amazon, you try to buy like a 1930s microphone. They're uh, pretty pricey. We spare no expense here at Fox Sports Radio. We have the most up-to-date technology and uh, the recording ability that we, we have. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so you heard the gist of it. If you could make that out, uh, Cam Newton, you know, I don't feel sorry for you. Know, don't feel sorry for himself. You know, don't expect anyone else to feel sorry for you. That was pretty much what he said. I think that's almost exactly what he said. 
But there are still people. This is a great thing about being a star athlete. There are people that follow you and try to ride your coattails and people that worship you. And many people around Cam Newton are doing just that. They are making excuses, right? They're feeling sorry for him. They have blinders on. And it's never, it's never Cam Newton's fault. For example, after yet another underwhelming performance against the Chicago Bears, the typical parade of excuses have followed Cam Newton. We, we call it here the Yabut crowd. Well, Cam Newton was bad. Yeah, but you got to look at this. You got to look at this. You got to look at that. Yeah, Cam Newton was bad, but, but yeah, you know, you got no help from his teammates. Yeah, Cam Newton was bad, but did you see the offensive line? My God, the offense. He got sacked five times. He got hit a bunch of other times. Yeah, but. Yeah, but blame Mike Shula. Mike Shula, if he played Madden football, calling plays the way he does in the NFL, you know, they wouldn't win a game. Yeah, yeah but, but. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. Yeah, Mike Shula, yeah, but. Yeah, but. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but Cam Newton's got a bad shoulder. Yeah, but it's his fault. Yeah, come on, look at that. Yeah, but his shoulder. You want to go on and on here? It's healthy enough to play. So it's never that guy's fault. It's never Cam Newton's fault. Right? No accountability or responsibility, which are mildly important. Mildly important. Again, these are the people around Cam Newton. But every star athlete gets that for the most part. Every star athlete gets that. It's like, oh, it can't be his fault. He can't just suck and be inconsistent. There's got to be other reasons for it. Now, the last thing, the Chicago Bears have a really good defense. They do. We told you Pro Football Focus, which are like the higher-level stat nerds uh, and geeks at Pro Football Focus, they said Chicago had a top-three defense by their rating system. Uh, but still, I will argue that Cam Newton has to do better. If you're one of the elite players in the NFL, the truly great players, don't. it doesn't matter if they're playing a good defense. They're still going to perform well, even against tough defenses. You get more than three points. Is that too much to ask? Now, I had the Bears. I predicted vaguely that Cam Newton was going to struggle in this game. There would be a bunch of turnovers. And that played out the way that I expected it and the way that I had handicapped the game. So in that respect, I'm happy. But Cam Newton has now had three games this season with a quarterback rating of 54 or below. Three of them. We're only seven games into the year, and three times Cam Newton has been in the 50s or lower at quarterback rating. And of the seven games, Cam Newton has been really good in two of them. He's been really bad in three of them, and we'll say he's been about average in the other games. So really bad three times, Oh, pretty good too, it's not good enough. And then you have Cam after the game dressed like a 1970s uh, train conductor, like the, I don't know, was it, was it Soul Train? I don't know what he was going for, what kind of look he was going for there after the game, but he had it going on. He had it going on. And uh, the same comment popped up over and over again that uh, Cam Newton spends more time with his fashion consultant than he does the offensive coordinator for Carolina going over the, the game plan that week, at least it would appear, because that, he's, he's nailed that. I would I would say he likely spends I'm gonna go eight hours. I think Cam spends about eight hours on what shoes, what pants, what shirt, what sweater, what hat, the glasses, the whole thing. I'm gonna go eight hours. I think a couple hours a day. And how many weeks ahead does Cam have this planned out? How far back? How far back do we go? Now, on a positive note, somehow the Panthers are four and three, but they are still. Again, pretenders until Cam Newton becomes a reliable 
reliable option. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Garcia, do you want out, Eddie? Are you unhappy? Do you want out? Want out of what? Do you want out of Fox Sports oh, Radio? Not at all. You do not? No. All right. Uh, Mart- Very content. Martavis Bryant wants out of Pittsburgh. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is great because last week, Bryant had, uh, there were some whispers that he wanted out. Martavius was That he not had happy. demanded a trade. And uh, everyone, of course, circled the wagons, and they all laughed about it. Oh, the media. Oh, oh, oh. He, he tweeted out himself, I am very happy in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes on Instagram after Juju Smith-Schuster, the, yep. the rookie, uh, made the big play for the Steelers, not Martavius Bryant. Uh, so uh, Schuster, Smith-Schuster made the play, and he, of course, then reinforced that. He went on social media, where else, Eddie, after the Steelers game, uh, late into the night on Sunday, saying, quote, give me what I want, requesting that the Pittsburgh Steelers do just that, give him what he wants. And he said... Uh, just in case anybody was going to try to twist his words, he wants out. He wants to leave the Steelers. So what, what is he worth? Uh, what is that, a, uh, like a third-round pick? Is it a fourth-round pick? What do you get for the trade deadlines on Halloween? Martavis yeah. Bryant, what do you get for Bryant? Well, I think he's very talented, but he does come with some baggage. I mean, he did miss a whole season because of uh, off-the-field issues, so that's yeah. not going to help. I would like to see them get a third for him. You want like a third round yeah. pick? Yeah. Now, if 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 someone's third, willing to give me a third, I'll yeah. I'll let him go. Well, Sammy Watkins. What did the Rams give up to get Sammy Watkins? They didn't give up even that. I don't think. Right. That was, there was a player traded also. I don't remember exactly what the, the draft compensation was, but I don't think it was a third round pick. Is Sammy Sammy Watkins in more Buff- proven? Well, he was better, yeah. although he hadn't been better with the Rams. He was better with Buffalo. No issues off the field as far as I can remember. I'm sure. Everyone, we've all got issues off the field, Eddie. I, I got a parking ticket for driving without my headlights on. That's a, I'm a trouble guy here at Fox Sports Radio. I'm a rebel. Yeah. I'm a heathen. I the, am. The draft pick that was attached to that trade yeah. was a six-rounder. A six-round pick. All right, so Sammy Watkins. Now, there was a player also. There was also traded. a cornerback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Eh. Chances that Brian gets traded before the deadline on Halloween – I don't think they're going to do it. I'm going to go 30%. I'll say 20. I'm going 30. I'm doubling down on 30. I love the fact these guys still in 2017 post crap on social media, deleted, and then are shocked when people get screen grabs. It's like, what the hell are they think? Like, seriously. Do you think they're really shocked, though? I don't. I think they know what they're doing. They can claim, well, I deleted it. So, you know, I was just heat of the moment or whatever, but they know what they're doing. I got a screen grab on Deshaun Watson when he, uh, he went after me. Get a little screen grab on him. Screen. He tried to. He deleted the uh, comedy center. How about me. Geno Smith? You got that screen I got, grab? Yeah. I don't know. He, he didn't delete it, actually. That's oh, still on his it. Twitter. Yeah, he owned it. That was when he was at West Virginia, though. So he. Where is he now? He's the backup for the Giants. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because you got to have Geno in New York. The New York market needs Geno at quarterback. They demand it. Hey, if yeah. Eli Manning gets traded this week, Geno could be the starter for the Giants the rest of the that year. That would be fun. That's the only. If you look at the bottom-feeding teams in the NFL, that's the only one that has a quarterback that could draw some value, right? I mean, there's no these other yep. teams, there's no one else. that he, If there's going to be a quarterback traded, it's going to be Elijah Manning. That's going to be the guy that's traded. I'll put that at 10%. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go 22.3%. Ooh, the that's point, where I'm going to go. 0.3 is yes. bold. 22.3%. 
But it, it's great conversation. We can make every every trade happen on radio. We can make all of these trades happen. And suffer no consequences. Exactly. We, who cares about it? No one remembers. I, I, I know talk. Uh, a couple people. I've be. worked with talk show hosts, Eddie, that say the most outrageous things and then don't Co- even. Ernie Spanier. Th- th- then the next day say the opposite thing, hoping that people won't even pay attention to what they said the day before. <laughs> what, 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 yeah, and most not, of them do not. Not me, though. I, I own what I oh, say. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't come in here and do, you know use revisionist history and all that. Never. I don't. Of course no, not. seriously, there are guys, and I'm not going to name any names here, but there are people I've worked with. Why not? With. Why be There why are be people scared? I've worked with here that say one thing. And then, Danny G, am I correct in this, Danny G? Am I accurate in this, Danny G radio? Yeah, we heard some on-air chatter about the Dodgers losing big to the Diamondbacks. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> a couple a weeks certain, later, a certain, a certain host. Yeah. Then yeah. a couple of weeks later, oh, the Dodgers have this World Series. We've that been is saying a complete that. load <laughs> of crap. I think the quote was, "We've been saying this since last June <laughs> that they're going to the World Series." When uh, you know, two weeks ago, the Diamondbacks were the the trendy pick. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we begin a new week of Maller to the third degree and the Master of Ceremonies, the Coupe de Loup. Ben Kristaps Porzingis, a.k.a. the Unicorn, yeah. he, he said that he wants to see changes in the Knicks organization before committing long-term to the team. Do you think there's going to be any chance of uh, them keeping him? Is there any chance of him them keep? Yes, I mean, Kristaps is not going anywhere anytime soon. The chances of him leaving the Knicks at any point in the near future are less than ten percent. I'll set the line at less than ten percent. A couple of things: a Porzingis. I get that his public position is one of frustration. I get that, but deep down, he does not. He does not want to leave the Knickerbockers. This guy's in a great spot. He's the headliner now. In New York City, he's got two more seasons before he becomes a restricted free agent. That does not present a lot of leverage at this point for Kristaps Porzingis. And B, if you are a 22-year-old from Latvia, where else would you like to live and play professional basketball in America than New York City? It is the epicenter of international commerce. Porzingis, you talk about the possibility of leaving – you got to be careful what you ask for. Carmelo wanted out. He's living in Oklahoma City now. Uh, Porzingis could be a big sourpuss and try to force his way out of the Knicks, but it likely wouldn't work, and he could end up in a place like Sacramento or Milwaukee. From a marketing standpoint, from a purely selfish marketing standpoint, Porzingis is in a phenomenal location. So, no, he's not going anywhere uh, anytime soon. Next. Ben, one of the hot topics uh, early on in this NBA season has been the large amount of injuries to star players. Now, Miami Heat coach Eric Spolstra is blaming the early season spike of injuries due to the preseason being shortened by 10 days. Do you think there's any validity to this? No, this is whining from an NBA coach who wants more time in practice season. It's, it's actually pathetic for Coach Spo, as he's called. Number one, if players are getting hurt, in regular season games, they would have been injured in preseason games. It is unfortunate. However, guys like Chris Paul and many of these other players are injury-prone. 
So to overreact and say, well, this is a product of the preseason being shortened, that is the wrong correlation. There's no correlation needed. And number two, Eric Spolstra, he sounds like a chronic complainer. It's one of the Maller theories on life. Now, I'm not like Weed Man Hippie. I don't know that much about quantum physics and all that. But one of my theories on life is that most people will complain about anything and everything. And this is a perfect example. The NBA players belly ached about all the back-to-back games. They're so soft and delicate that they can't play those back-to-back games on a regular basis. So as a compromise for the players who are soft and wusses, they had to take a machete and chop down the preseason to extend the amount of days off. And now that is being attacked. So it's a lose-lose proposition. The players complain. Now the coaches complain. And now this guy's convinced the coach of the Heat that these are the, these injuries are a result of the preseason. Stop. All right, next. Ben, for once you made an accurate prediction when you said last week that Dusty Baker had seen his last days as the Nationals manager. That's correct. I was the first guy in media to call that Dusty Baker was going to be fired. That's, That's right. Yeah. Right. You might you might have been the I only was. one in all of sports media. Got to, it right. Uh, That's that. a win for me. <laughs> I did. Well, stop right there. Thank you for bringing that no, up. No, no, no. There's more. There's positive coop. I like this positive coop. There's, there's oh, more there's to the more? question. All right. Well, let's see if you can make it two for two. Okay. Do you think that he'll be without a job for long? And if not, where do you think he could end up? Yeah, I, I know that that was an annoyance for you, Coop. Uh, but because of my ability to read the words of Bryce Harper, I got it right. But uh, to answer your question here, uh, the question at hand, Dusty Baker will never manage again. It is over. This is the end of the road as a manager. And I'll tell you why. First of all, Dusty Baker is experienced. He is seasoned in the dugout, which is exactly why no one is going to hire him. Teams are not looking for that these days. The trend now is to hire young and dumb former players, guys by manager standards who are in their early 40s. Dusty Baker is going to turn 69 years old next summer. And while Rob Gronkowski might celebrate that birthday, this is by baseball standards an old geezer. Uh, it's an old geezer for baseball standards, so you're not going to f- be able to find much work. And secondly, Dusty Baker has been tagged as a good regular season manager who is clueless in October baseball. And you know, forget, many of his teams overachieved in the regular season. They almost all underachieved in the playoffs. I, I get the random nature of the postseason, the fact that it's a crapshoot. I've been saying that for many years. I still believe that here. But if you look at Dusty Baker, the the 0-2 Giants, the 0-3 Cubs, back-to-back years, both suffocated under the heat of postseason play. And really, Dusty Baker has never recovered from the Steve Bartman play in 0-3. His teams have a grotesque 6-13 record in postseason play since the Bartman postseason series. That goes with multiple teams, the Reds the Nationals, and uh, and just not good anywhere else. Before that, they were actually right around 500 in the playoffs, but he is not going to get another gig. There it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Then you fail this edition. That is a winner. nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. 
Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. And away we go. It's the instant advice line on screen radio. Your advice. Your knowledge. You are someone. This is unsolicited advice. We So often we take, we take, we take. You are the consultant here. Who needs your help? Well, we talked about it at the start of this hour. The, the once proud Denver Broncos are just another team. They are a run-of-the-mill franchise offensively right now. The Broncos are 3-3. Three and three. Their offense has regressed. They're averaging the last three games. I think it's 10.5 points per game. So, advice to the Denver Broncos offense. That's what needs our advice here on the instant advice line. And you are live on the air. When you hear my voice, when you hear my voice here, let's go to it right now. This will be very intellectual uh, radio, stimulating radio, of course, uh, unless it's not. Uh, Let's say hello to line number one. Line one, your advice to the Broncos offense. Shut out for the first time in 25 years. Yeah, poor Cooper. But also, Ben, you get... All right, let's go to line three. You are next. Your advice to the Broncos offense. They got shut out for the first time in 25 years. Uh, yes, Ben. I would look the Denver Broncos offensive line square in the eye, all of them, and say, You ain't up on yourself, Ben Maller. That's exactly what, yourself, ben Maller. That's what John Elway is saying. Line, uh, let's go to line four. You are next. Line four. Advice, please, to the Broncos offense. Shut out for the first time in 25 years. Yeah, my Tennessee Titans are full of malarkey right now. That is true. My The real Mike Malarkey has come forward, and lucky they even beat the – they needed a, a, a overtime game against the Browns. Against the Browns. Embarrassing. Line five, you are next. Advice to the Broncos offense. Line number five. John, 2019. Oh, 2019. Oh. Get my Bible out. I don't know that one. John, you know that one? You familiar? No? All right. Uh, let's go to line six. You are next. Line six, your advice to the Broncos offense, shut out against the Chargers. Uh, my advice is to go play basketball while drinking wine with Jennifer. Yeah, I think so. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. Line one, you are next, line one. Your advice to the Broncos offense, you're a heavy breather. I'm so sorry. Well- okay. Uh, thank you. A uh, random line, go. Hi, Ben. Oh, it's Cowboy John Brad in Windsor, what? Ontario. Yeah, well, first of all, rest in peace, uh, uh, tragically hit front man and fellow Canadian lad, Gord Downey, in the uh, Denver uh, Nugget. Uh, uh, anyway, what? Denver needs a bunch of bucks and balls, bucks and balls, bucks and balls, bucks and balls. Yes, it's the Broncos, not the Who? Nuggets. Let's go to line two. Line two, you are next. Your advice, please, to the Broncos offense. Line number two. Hiya, Colin Kaepernick. All right, yes, I think that, yes, that's not going to happen. Uh, line, he could have been a Bronco a couple years ago. They tried to trade for him. He didn't want to go there. Line three, hello. Find yourself a nine-year-old quarterback. There you go. Okay, Angry Bill. Go watch the Yankees in the World Series, Angry Bill. Line number four. Hello, line four. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Okay, uh, solid advice. Line five, you are next. It's the instant advice line. We're helping out the Denver Broncos. Their woe-be-gone offense shut out by the Chargers defense. Yeah, they should draft Jalen Hurts. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Not today. Well, tomorrow. Okay, yes. Uh, line six. You are next. Line six. That guy not missing words. Hello, line number six. 
They need intense physical therapy from Tammy in Montana. Hey, our friend Jason in Windsor. Hey, where are the white women at? Windsor. Uh, hello, line one. They need to go hogging. Change their luck. Yeah, hogging, that's the key. All right, so we're giving advice here. Listening to the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Advice to the Denver Broncos offense. Uh, you, uh, you are next. Hello, go. True thing should be pitching for the Yankees. All right, stop. Line three. Hello, line three. Your advice to the Broncos offense. All they need is another temper tantrum from Coop, and they'll start winning again. I agree. I was very professional. Line number four. Hello, line four. Yeah, that dog has licked that whole thing. All right. Well, you might want to put the dog outside. Line five. Hello, line five. They need to smoke some pot. Eat some prunes and have lots of sex. So they live in Denver. They're professional football players. What do you? Th- Maybe not the prunes, but the rest of that they got covered. Line six. Hello, line six. Who won the NFL? Book them. Yeah, I don't know. Who? That's in the past. That's an off-season thing. Random line. Go. I uh, bring I back Daryl in Knoxville. Daryl, I miss Daryl in Knoxville. I haven't heard from him. He used to send me emails every once in a while. Daryl, if you're out there, please, we miss you, buddy. Line one, go. Pokey, 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 pokey. Oh, that's a, he's channeling the pokey, 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 man. Don't get, don't, Danny was getting all excited. No, he said pokey, pokey, pokey. That was a Ooh. reference. Scared me. No, no, he didn't say that word. My finger that's was the on the dump word. No, no, that's a different word. That's a nice word, but he didn't say that word. He said pokey, pokey, pokey. That's what he said. Let's go to you, line, let's go to line three. Line three, you are next. Hey, Ben, this is Kenny in Spokane. I would tell the Broncos to tell John Elway to take the suit off and suit up again. Hawks are still number one, L-O-B. I, you were mumbling at the end there. I didn't, couldn't understand that. Well, line four, hello. Get ass on Facebook. That's not, that's not exactly what <laughs> uh, line, line five, hello. They need better ingredients and better pizza from Papa John's. <laughs> that's very important. Indeed. All right. Well, last, and get ass on Facebook. Let's go to line six. Hello, line six. Broncos having their problems on the road. I'm Ben Maller. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate. That is uh, not correct. All right. We'll do one more and only one more. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I'll blame the Koopa Loop who's still having a hissy fit over there. All right, Coop, which line is it? Line six. Line six. The final call. On the instant advice line for the Denver Broncos offense, line six, you are on the air. Go! Get Jennifer a nine-year-old girl. There it is! I think she already has one. Angry Bill. Royals having their problems on the road. I'm Ben Malik. The Broncos having their problems on the road. Yes, exactly. What a great lead that was. Boy, I'm really good at those news updates. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. 
Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.